Steve, I'll work on your bio tomorrow. Okay. I, was working I on, hope it's enough. I was working on finding freedom stuff today. So I haven't even, I'll look at it tomorrow. I haven't even had a chance. Okay. I hope there's enough information there. I'm sure there is. And if not, I'll just reach out to you. Um, and I've let GJ know that you'll be attending the goal-setting session on Sunday because Araba shared that with me. So you'll be getting an email with the Zoom link. Do you have any questions so far about being in the program? Uh, starting to kind of make a little more sense as you're going along? Yes, it does, yeah. I've, I've, I read the information and watch the videos and do what I can here. Great. I'll take all the, I'll take all the information I can get. Good, good. And any questions you have, anything you want to share, please feel free. Thank you. I will. Hi. It took me a minute to get resettled from my last meeting. So, hello. How are you both doing today? Good. Good. Great. Um, I was able to attend the Finding Freedom class earlier today, and that was good. That's, I guess I wasn't clear that this is this, these live class editions are something separate from, you know, the videos and separate from the Freedom Posse. So it's like an additional piece. In the past with the Finding Freedom program, there were classes, but they were recorded and they were included. And now she's doing, for this one, she's doing live classes. So you get live classes with her this time around and Sacred Circle. Got it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's a good addition. Um, when we did it, they didn't have that. So it's been almost three years. Uh, it's funny, I was uh, on a call with Connie earlier, and uh, we are just remarking. The grief support group. The grief support group, right? It was a great meeting, and uh, then we were chatting afterwards uh, a little bit by text, and just looking at how far we've all come since uh, Finding Freedom 2017, when you and Connie were my facilitators, and that was my first introduction to the program. So, um, right, we were your Freedom Posse facilitators. Yes, you were. So, pretty amazing. Uh, feels miraculous. It's just been a little less than three years. So. Yeah. So, funny. so, Steve, about three years ago, 
I met Araba for the first time because I was her facilitator in her freedom posse. So two or three years from now, you may be sitting in this community call saying the same thing to somebody that just joined the spiritual counseling program. So don't be surprised. Yeah. Be surprised at all. So. So also attending these live classes like you are is going to give you some really helpful um, insights to for your freedom posse. Yeah, I noticed um, last summer when I did the freedom posse um, and being more of a like a lead facilitator, I I made sure I went to Sacred Circle because. I would see that members of my of my posse would share there, and so it helped me to also know what was going on with them outside of you know what they were sharing in our weekly meeting, and also at that time they weren't we weren't really using WhatsApp that much, you know, really in the beginning, and so that was another way that I could just hear, you know, what questions they're asking and hear what things were going on with them. So I found that to be really helpful. Yeah. And one of, you know, this will give you information to put in your WhatsApp group for your Freedom Posse, you know, good questions to ask, good, like, things to share. Because you, Steve, as um, as a Freedom Posse facilitator, you have the opportunity to have a um, WhatsApp group and you and Arabo will be overseeing the WhatsApp group and taking turns communicating with people within your um, posse, just saying little things or asking questions or, you know, very basic things. And actually in the Freedom Posse roster, we include a tab with suggestions that you can four messages to send to them, and the messages were actually taken from um, the original messages when Araba did her first Freedom Posse because she had some really, really great messages she would send with her group. How many people do you anticipate might be in our our little groups here? Round, it's hard to say, yeah. Yeah, it depends because they get to vote on what time works for them. So it's really right. to depend on, um, you know, we've had all different numbers in the past. Um, and sometimes, like I know when we did mastery circles, one of the groups didn't get voted for, but then it was used later on for um for the people that came in later. So, because there's always a chance with Jennifer doing live show, live classes, we're going to continue the advertising for Finding Freedom. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, she said she was going to retape all the little program, or her short little uh, programs and, and the, the introduction program. Uh, is that? the whole thing she was going to tape live? Is that it? 
she is doing um, seven live classes for finding freedom. The videos that are, hey Dina, that are in the library are going to um, remain the same. And that's the little short ones, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was unclear about that too. I thought maybe she was recording the library as well, but after attending the class today, what I my understanding is that she's she's doing these like additional teachings in the live classes and and recording them. And so they will then also be included in the library. Well, you'll have access to them as a mm-hmm. as a freedom participant. And for our groups, Steve, um, none of the groups will have more than eight people. Yeah, they're the same size as the mastery circles. So they're they're we do our best to keep them intimate. Sometimes they're a little bigger, but if they are, we would let you know but generally eight or less. How are you tonight, Dina? Um, I've been doing a lot of work this evening, like internal work, jumping from one forum to another. So I've had quite a few realizations this evening, which is nice. I like your glasses. Oh, yeah, I keep breaking them, so I got the pink pair, two two for the price of one, but they're pink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's good to have you here. Yeah, Dina is one of the grief facilitators, as you know, and... Um, I was saying I was chatting with uh, Connie, Dina, and uh, again, I just have to say that the grief group is just an amazing, amazing model for our community and for being a safe and just loving space where folks can show up. So thank you, Dina, for making, helping us that way. it's such a miraculous group. I don't, it all when you think about who the facilitators and the differences in the facilitators and um, Corinne just blew my socks off tonight. She, you know, just pulled out something. I, I mean, I wouldn't present that way. Neither would the other two, but it's her unique. You know, each one of us has our unique stance. And then what the participants bring, and it, it's just, uh, there's a lot of momentum and a lot of, um, ability to travel very broadly, deeply, and cover a lot of things. Very, very authentic. Uh, is that Corinne uh, Zupalo? Is that who you're talking uh, about? Corinne, Corinne Dorsey. Uh, Dorsey? Yeah. Oh, Dorsey. You're, you're talking about Corinne uh, Zupko. Yeah, Zupko, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Steve, but because you're wearing the microphone, every time you go like this with your beard, we can hear it. Um, oh, I'm sorry. And that's okay. <laughs> it's very, you've got a great microphone. It's very, it picks up everything. Apparently, I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> um, 
but that's the other thing, you know, being being um, spiritual counselors, being considered leaders in in the community and in the ministry. Um, if you have an idea for a support group that you would like to offer, you can always let us know that as well. You know. Well, I had with my one-on-one -on -one with Jennifer. Um, she said that you all have actually been taught the one that I was well I think it was what I was explaining to her because I tend to my greatest growth but my biggest angst comes from inner child turmoil which I've just been through one today and um, you know and it's PTSD is you know from childhood and all that and so Jennifer had said that um, you all had been talking about maybe transition I think this is what she said transitioning one of the groups to kind of a PTSD type format. So I, I and, and her comment was, people who don't have that can't even imagine what it feels like. It's so very, very different. It's not just, oh, let me get in touch with this thing and then I'm gonna release it. It does not work that way. <laughs> so, and that's kind of what happened to me that, the Sunday, um, Spirit Sunday thing where we did with, with Freedom Cartwright, we did that work with her and it touched into childhood memory, which meant by this morning I was fully in PTSD, you know, from, from having touched the memory, which, and I know enough to know what some of the processes that I am going to have to go through to be okay, but it still doesn't feel good. So I think that would be a fabulous group to have where people who come to it and help facilitate either have been through it or maybe they, they have some background in psychology or something like that and can bring that. So when you get, I, I'm a couple of, I don't know, it was a couple months ago, I got triggered reading a forgiveness letter because it was from a very tender childhood memory. And um, I basically just, it was almost like my inner child was, was angry at me because I laid this out. I was just very cavalier about it. I didn't even give it a second thought. And it, then this immediate kind of, you know, and it, it, it didn't, it took a, took a full week of work, but, you know, it also cleared a lot of things, but it's a very specific way. And I, I couldn't even, I don't even know how many people have this experience, I don't know, but it is not the way, it's, it's a different way of having to deal with, as you clear before you can hand it away to Holy Spirit for healing at the root cause, you have to go through the trauma. So that would be one I'd be very interested in having. I Sounds like I'd be, you know, if I were a participant, I'd be there with a lot of stories to share. <laughs> and if I help facilitate it, you know, I could tell my stories. <laughs> Yeah, that's just, it's so important. Um, and, Dina, you have been doing the work. You, like, um, you've been there, you know, Forgiveness Friday. I was there with you and in the grief group and all these places. And just reading your Facebook posts as well. So, yeah, PTSD is a whole different thing. And I only know of it because of the trauma and grief and stuff like that around my disability and then just how I mean literally everything can trigger it um, 
and you know there was just a time and a space where I then just began to have panic attacks I couldn't leave the house and just all these things would be brought up and just the simplest things like you would you know you have to go see a new doctor you have to bring all your history with you every time you're like even talking about it it's bringing everything up all the time so it's a load that you're carrying and so your point being that um, it's a little different. It can be, it's a different way of processing that load because unlike the past that you can just sort of carry along, we all carry along with us, there's something just, there's an experience that's happening all the time when you are working to do this, doing this work and clearing. So, yeah, I think a, a group like that is just so important. Yeah, I think that the brain gets involved a little bit with um, some, you know, you go into fight or flight again. It is a reliving. It's coming. It's bringing wisdom and bringing up issues, but it's also bringing the reliving of the um, fight or flight with it. It's, and I was reading today that phobias come from childhood conflicts, that some of our phobias are caught up. And I have... I have lived with many phobias and tried to either learn to avoid or try to overcome. Mostly avoid this. That sounds like a group right there, a phobia group, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, so um, the other piece, I'm so glad you're here because it's going to reach out to We had talked on a community call about exchanging sessions and I wanted to just um also offer that um like 20 left and yeah, so. see, I, I need to um I, I went on the site I think all the spiritual counseling stuff is still on the old website is that right Lori I think G, somebody I reached out to I think it was GJ said yes it was on the old site because I couldn't find is that right we're in the process. We're in the process of shifting it all over to the new member site. Because I haven't been able to, for some reason, I can't get the podcast, or I can't, you know, I I just worked as long as I could with it. Particular day, trying to listen. Uh, the meetings are not at a good time for me, and I can't. So I need to work with somebody to help me figure out how. I don't know if it's something wrong with my phone. Yeah, maybe it's a certain. It just wasn't working. Whatever I was doing wasn't working. And the other thing is I don't even remember, because I've had a break, so I don't remember even where to find. I don't even know how many hours I have. I know I've done a lot. I know I have a place where these are, whether it be Google Docs, I think. So I think I need some help from somebody to get me back on track. And then I can jump back into the, um, yes, Arab, I would love to exchange with you. <laughs> If anyone else, Steve, or anyone who would like to. If you'd be willing to send me an email with all that you would like help with. Okay. I can can take a look at it, and I can um, see who the best person to help you would be and have them reach out to you. And what I'll do is try one more time just to make sure I wasn't having a bad day and see, make sure I can't bring stuff up. One of the things that... DJ had me do today because I was trying to access something on my old member site is he said um, 
go ahead. He said, I mean, and as silly as this sounds, he said, log back out and log back in. Okay. So try logging out of it and then try logging back into it and see if that helps. If it doesn't, just send me an email with what you'd like help with. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't know, Dina, if you're aware that um, the, there's a guidebook, a manual for the program that's being, we're working on that right now. And the, the and so they have all these components. Um, Lori was kind enough to ask me if I'd like to work on it. And so I'm working on that now. And as also new people like Steve and Tamlin are coming up, we're just becoming aware of the various pieces that maybe have not very clearly had a structure so people knew sort of step-by-step step and the contact, who to contact about what, like that's a really big deal. It hasn't been clear in the past, but Lori is that person. Um, okay. In our... Um, in in my former life, we would call that a program director, right? So she'd be your first contact for the program before then trying to, you know, touch a Jennifer admin. And because she's also on staff now, we have that advantage of having true and a true administrator who is in our program and working for our program. So. Um, I wasn't sure if you were aware that that's ongoing and the goal is that it should be done in, by the fall for certain before they do new training. But Yeah, I've got a lot to catch up. I took, Steve probably doesn't know my history. I took a, um, a break, I don't know, gosh, six months or so from the program um, when my boyfriend died and then um, came back and was welcomed back into the program. I wasn't sure I'd be welcomed back in, but I was. And now I just have to get back on. I didn't know if there was like a time component. component. So um, so I did, I did a lot of activation sessions. I ran the Freedom, what did we call it then? Freedom, I think you've changed the name a couple times. So. We were just called Freedom Circles at the very beginning, and then we changed them. Now they're Freedom Posses. Yes, okay, so Rieko and I did probably as many as we were allowed to do of those. And I think I've done all the activation sessions, and I've done some, some counseling, straight counseling, but I'm sure that from here on out it's going to be straight counseling. And I know I, I need to rewrite the bio, too. It's, it's really, I've changed so much since that bio, so. And as, as, a leader of the support groups, all of you that are spiritual counselors are allowed to share with the people in your support groups that you offer spiritual counseling. And if you're looking for people to practice with at a donation basis, you can even announce that to, to do that. So that's another possibility. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you guys find that people reach out to you? Um, do you have from the groups, from the ML1 and 2 and such, do you have people reaching out? <clears throat> so Steve and I, we're not in MLC this year. So <clears throat> for me, it's been these groups that I've been participating in uh, that 
you know, just showing up and interacting, then people will reach out. Uh, so that's been this year in particular has been the way that I have um, gotten counseling sessions just between Forgiveness Friday and the grief group and things like that. But, yeah, like, um, and Mastery Circle, too. So being, you know, it's, I think it's nice to put in the WhatsApp group just periodically to say, hey, you know, I offer counseling sessions, um, and, I, you know, and I need counseling sessions to complete my certification. If you ever find you're triggered or you're going through something, you know, I'd love to support you. And yeah, I run one of the study buddy groups like you do for the ML1, and I, I did, when they were going through writing a lot of forgiveness letters and things, I did actually tell them, but then there was a thought I had in my mind feeling like I hadn't really gotten back in the water yet enough to have actually said that. <laughs> so, but it feels like I'm getting there, you know, you know, sir. When you feel it, offer it, you know. Yeah. Especially around all the work you've done in the grief group, Dina, and with this upcoming workshop afterwards with Karen Jay, I think that a lot of people would be interested in the opportunity to have sessions. Um, so. Thank you for the encouragement. <laughs> Thank you for the update, Dina. And, uh, welcome back and everything. Sorry Thank to hear you. about your boyfriend. Yeah, that's, that's, um, I learned a lot of lessons from him. He, he, he was quite a teacher. Nice. Yeah, he was, he was dying of cancer. So I got to see mm -hmm. the sort of the falling in love and the letting go to somebody to die was happening simultaneously. So it was an, just incredible, incredible lessons. Uh, yep. I'm indebted to him, definitely. I mean, you know, for someone knowing they're going to die to let you into their life in an intimate way is very special. Big. That's 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 probably the most intimate you can be with someone to let sure. them into your to your death. Sure. And we had known each other. I'd actually dated him when I was seventeen. Um mm -hmm. He was 21, and, and when, you know, he broke up with me uh, because I was too young for him. But by the time he was 63 and I was 59, it worked out better. <laughs> um, you mentioned, uh, Laura, you mentioned groups a little bit earlier in a and I've probably mentioned this before, but uh, uh, I've talked to uh, Jennifer about this. Is getting a starting a group for kids, you know, teens or something like that, you know. Or, uh, it's got to be a way somewhere to. There's a lot of kids reaching out, you know, and then of course the miracles is a beautiful thing. So there might be something there. Group, some sort. Yeah, I agree with you. When you say teens, like I was thinking more like young young adults. Um, yeah, yeah, young adults, yeah. And um, 
especially when I started seeing a lot of the posts from young people around the marches and around the demonstrations sure. and right. seeing Seeing that, um, you know, my daughter was right up all up in that stuff, you know, right there when the statues were being pulled down in Richmond and, you know, and I just, so I, and I've been reaching out to her for a while saying, well, why don't we get you and, you know, we'll get a couple people together. And my thought was to start with, um, which was my first book was the four agreements, mm-hmm. you know, and then have that be, um, unfortunately, Course in Miracles is a hard book to start with. Sure, yeah, it has to be gentle, like I say. My question about that would be um, because our community, the adults, like, are you talking about you starting a group within your community? Or how would you that because we don't have any children that take the classes or teenagers that take the class in the living communities so I'm just trying to think I mean it's a great idea I'm just trying to think um, children children of current students even if they're young adults yeah I think that's what Jennifer mentioned when you brought it up at the facilitator meeting that maybe there would be a way and Liz was the contact person since she's right. doing the parenting um, mastery circle that maybe it could be something about current and alumni who mm-hmm. then have young adults who right. might be interested in joining together. I, I, I don't know how it would be done but I think there's got to be a way to maybe go outside the group and draw kids in somehow. I don't know how that would take place, but it's not a bad idea. Would you like to spearhead that, or are you just putting the idea out there? No, I'm I'm interested in something like that. I'm going to try to do it in my area. Yeah, I'm also interested in something like that. Um, But it has to be, I think you have to be, like Steve said, you have to ease into it. you can't just go full force on. I know when, when I came, so mine was The Four Agreements, Return to Love, and then the next book for me, and I was an adult, the next book for me was um, Disappearance of the Universe, then The Course in Miracles. Right. Yeah, that, it, had, yeah. it had a progression. Yeah. That's well, kind of the way I went, too. I do know that, and I bought one, and they have a children's version, a very simplified version of some of the, like some of the Course in Miracles teachings. So I'm wondering if maybe they have something out there for teens that someone has written, because I did get a children's book, and it was really beautiful, and it was really, um, so, I mean, there might be something like that out there that would make the, um, Principles very simple to understand. So this yeah. is definitely an area I'm interested in, and there's actually not a lot written. But Donald Neal Walsh has a lot of has actually children's books and things that are very course related. But I agree with I have two teens, and so this is coming up too, especially as we're moving away from traditional church um, and really living the course. Um, 
So the four agreements to me is a beautiful shorthand of the course. And that's one of the things that we focus on just because, you know, it's just easy, like, not to take things personally, always do your best. But, like, those are just, like, it's a great way, I agree, to start with that. I'm sorry, Steve, you were going to say something. No, no, I was just going to say that uh, I'm bringing this out early, you know. Maybe it might take two or three years to take place or something like that, but, you know, I, you know, I I could see it in the future. Yeah, so so around parenting and parenting from a spiritual perspective, that's something that I'm working on um, in my writing. Nice. Because I definitely feel like there's the need for that. And if there are more, um, I've done a little research, but I haven't done a ton. I am aware of some resources like the Conscious Parent, Conscious Parenting, and um, Ken Wapnick has a couple books around um, parenting from A Course mm-hmm. in Miracles perspective. And it's, I think it's called like, it's basically like parenting is your classroom. There's mm-hmm. like two volumes right. of that, right. and that incorporates. Yeah. Have you have you attended the parenting support group we offer through the ministry with um, Liz Racy and Elena? Who's Elena is in the spiritual counseling program too, so it's actually about everything that you're talking about. That's. Are you asking me? Or are you asking Steve? I'm asking you, are about oh, okay. parenting, and then. Liz, who runs the parenting support group, is also works with teens in Los Angeles. So right. that's why Jennifer suggested her. So I didn't know if um, you had mentioned parenting, if you had gone to the parenting support group, Arbo. Actually, I have not. But I know Liz because she was my first Mastery Circle facilitator. Um, and the reason why I haven't gone is just because I'm I'm do, in the midst of writing, and so part of me is like I'm not trying to read a lot of books or have a lot of information as I'm taking as I'm getting things out. Like it hasn't been time yet for me to connect with that. But I'm I know from so many people who are saying and people who don't have kids who go to that group and have said they've learned so much. And they've taken it into parent themselves, right? Um, and how they would like to be parented. So I, I know Liz and Elena are doing an amazing job. So are you saying it's like an inner child group? Like to parent your own inner child? No, no. Liz and Elena do it on how to do conscious parenting, how to parents and it's a parenting support group for people that uh, would like to blend A Course in Miracles teachings with being a parent. Well, what, what was I was asking, kind of responding to what Erebus said, are you saying some people go there for, for that reason to learn or do maybe I'm yes, confused yeah. who said that. So a, no. person, so a person could go there to learn how to treat their own inner child better, even though the the group is there for parents. 
that is what I have received feedback from for people who don't have children but have attended the group that they have found um, that while they don't physically, you know, have the children as an experience, that it's been really helpful for them to also do their own work and approaching themselves with sort of, you know, the kindness and compassion and and the the things that they would have liked to receive in their family of origin. So interesting idea. Thanks for putting that out there. So it sounds like Steve, there's a lot of support for um, this idea. So hopefully you'll catch up with Liz and Elena. Didn't they just have the parenting group this past Sunday, Saturday, I think? So maybe also attending that and seeing, you know, about your idea and interest. A good idea. Thank you. I'm open for ideas. They came. They come from space. <laughs> yeah, and it would be nice to be able these these young people. When I when I saw the things my daughter was posting, saying, thinking, watching, participating in, and she is um, she's 28 years old, but she's young at heart. And she and her boyfriend were following all the demonstrators. He was videotaping. She was reacting. Um, and, you know, for me, as a student of constitutional law, as I saw statues being pulled down and realized that it was symbolic speech, you know, I also realized that when you look at the four agreements, you know, that it's, it, it seemed to me that it was even more important to be um, completely clear. What, what is, what's, how is that stated? I can never remember how that's stated about being impeccable with your word. Like it, it's, it's even more important with symbolic speech to be impeccable with your word and your understanding than it is with the spoken word. And, I, and that's when, you know, I had already reached out to her about, you know, let's maybe we can get on Zoom together. You can bring some friends. Um, and she thought it was a great idea. But then she's like, can you send me an idea of what we'd be talking about? <laughs> she started getting all, when, I, when the friends sort of came in. I'm like, well, yeah, let me see if I can get something written down. <laughs> but that, I mean, these aren't, I know it was novel for me. I, I always considered myself to be so honest. And it, it shocked me in 2012, I think, when I first started reading um, the Four Agreements, and I realized that where I failed with the impeccability of my word was what I allowed myself to think about myself, and that it was so self, it was so damaging and so attacking, and so uh, it wasn't true, and. And this has been a lot of the work that I do in astral living to this day, is to um, hold that ego voice, if you will, or whatever it is, accountable, that it's not, I have to be impeccable, even with that.
Well, it sounds like you could use the four agreements to begin the conversation, you know, um, yeah. so that being impeccable with your word, you know, not to don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions, don't take anything personally, and always do your best. And um, for me, it's funny for each of my kids, too. I'm like, this is your agreement to work on. This is my agreement to work on. This is, you know, so... Um, Always do your best. Like the work that we do, that one really comes to me because you talk about the attacking and, you know, a course makes it just so clear how I understand it is that there tend to be people who project attack outward and there tend to be people who attack inward. Predominantly, I mean, we all do both. But I know for myself, I'm intact. I attack inward. And so, you know, making myself special or the exception to, to God, you know, everything God is, is really important. So this idea of always doing your best, but also showing yourself kindness and love that you were doing your best in each moment as you did it and not continually beating yourself up about what you could have, should have, and all these other things, and just really this honoring and allowing to be wherever you are, knowing that now I can realign, right, to back to truth and to those things. So that's been, for me, the agreement that works really well for me to work on in this point in my life. But it just seemed like in talking about this that maybe those four agreements are a place to start to frame, like, what's going on in the world and what's going on with you as you look at the world. Yeah, they they contain so much wisdom and seem, seem, and they're accessible. They're, you know, a little easier to talk about than some of the abstract things that we'll get to later in the in Course in Miracles. But I was just talking to somebody in the ML1 class, and she was talking about her husband drinking a lot. And she was very angry that he wasn't doing his work, his spiritual work. And it just hit me. And, and I said to her, you know, it's, we don't actually know that he's not doing his work. We don't know what's going on inside of there. That may be the best, he may be actually doing the best that he can. And it's a form of, you know, he might be numbing from it, but, you know, you just, you don't know what, I mean, an alcoholic will get to that point where they go to AA. So what is that work between them, you know? So I think that's, a, that's another example of doing the best that you can. And also for us not to make assumptions, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a great conversation. Um, so I have a question. I know Tamlin posted in one of the Facebook groups about, you know, doing a counseling session and um offering counseling sessions and I guess my question is have you done that like Lori um, and found that to be an effective way to for people to reach out to you or do you think 
spending the energy on like revamping your bio is might be more helpful. I I've done both. Um, and the way that I did it when I posted in the Facebook groups was um, I am gift. Uh, look, I felt led once to gift 11 sessions. So the first 11 people that got a hold of me, um, all I asked in return was them to fill out the evaluations. So, you know, that's how I did it. And I think when I did that, I had seven people reach out from, you know, that. So I just started with a, like a, a number that spirit gave me, like just post that you're willing to do seven, I mean, 11 complimentary sessions. And I posted it on the Masterful Living, you know, pages that I was part of. And, um, I got, I heard from people, you know. So I, I, yeah, because all I asked for in return was an agreement that they would fill out the, um, one. Yep. So that's the way I did it. And that's the way I did it when, and when I had like 20 left. Really good, really good suggestion. Yeah. And the trades, like trading, doing that, um, you know, just asking spirit to guide, I would ask spirit guide me to give me the opportunity and guide me to meet people that I can talk, show me who to talk to about it. Like show me who to talk to about spiritual counseling sessions. And as soon as I did that, I would be having conversations with people. They'd, they'd say, Oh, well, what do you do? And I'd say, well, you know, and I'd share with them and they go, Oh, you know, I was looking for somebody like that. So I just pulled spirit into it too. Nice. Yes, we'll be looking for lots of ideas coming up here. I need all of them. Mm -hmm. yeah. One of the things that I I haven't seen, but I think could also be something we can do for each other is um, also like if if we feel called that as we know each other that there's a particular person for instance in my mastery circle I have two men and I said oh I know there are two male counselors um, so almost not quite a referral but just also being mindful of kind of each of us and our interests and our areas that if there's someone who comes across our path to be like, hey, you know, I know somebody as well. So I've done that. I've I've done that with a couple different people, um, based on what what they were my. You know, they came to me originally, and I may have counseled them once or twice, and I just had this hit like this person would be a great fit with this counselor, and so I actually sent them to another counselor, it's like, I know that for certain things, if people came to me 
if I felt guided by spirit, and I say that all the time, you know, I have had people approach me on topics of grief, and I would send them, you know, I think of people that have dealt with grief that are also counselors. I've heard people that are, you know, I had a client that was working on, um, she wanted nothing more, she desired nothing more than to be in a loving relationship in her life. I sent her to a counselor that I knew whose top priority was to work on her relationship with her significant other, and she was having a lot of success. So it was just like I would feel the fit and I would do that. I would definitely, you know, and that's, that's the thing. It's, it's like we can also tap into spirit. I mean, one of the things I remember from the teacher for manuals is our students have already all been chosen for us. And so sometimes along the way, we may get this hit, like, this this is so-and-so's student. I think this is so-and-so's student. And being able to share that is definitely something that, as a community, yeah, that's really, that's really powerful. You know, and the minute I did that, like, I would share somebody, like, two or three cl- new clients would call me. You know, so it was hilarious because that wasn't my, you know, I didn't do it for that reason. But then it would show up like that, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. Good, good idea. Good suggestion, Arva. Yeah, I think we can help each other. And, And while each of us might be doing that, you know, in our own way, I think it's just nice if we, as a community, decide that that's something that we will also do. I remember right before I went to the spiritual counseling intensive, when a counselor reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I have a client. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not trained yet, but thank you for thinking of me. And, you know, I just felt so honored, like, that they thought of me, that that might be a good fit. And so that reminded me the same thing if I came across anybody else. I think it would also be good to have a discussion in the community calls one month with the people that attend to get clear on what, who is your dream client? Like, and we share that with each other so that if I know that someone comes to me that's like Dina's dream client, I'm going to be like, hey, I know someone that would be perfect for you or Steve's dream client or Arba's dream client, like for us to all have an understanding of that with each other so that we can do that. That's where I would see that we, we could start with that. You know, one of the things I'm interested in, in seeing if people are are also interested in is um, each month to pick a topic that we'd like to talk about in our community calls, you know, that we'd like to focus on or, you know, a discussion point that people as counselors are interested in and maybe just collecting those from all the counselors and having everyone send in ideas and then um, picking one every month from like a hat, like a virtual hat and just saying, okay, today's topic discussion is, you know, this month it's this, and um, 
just have an opportunity for everyone to pick something that they'd like to talk about that they feel would help them as spiritual counselors. And that could be, you know, help with, you know, sharing my bio in, in a way that's really powerful or, um, you know, let's all get together and talk about marketing ideas or how can we help each other or abundance mentality or whatever, you know, whatever would be really helpful. Um, you know, also think of topics that we want to know more about. You know, I would like to, I mean, there are certain topics that I would be interested in knowing more about. I'd like to really know, I'd like to have an understanding. Um, you know, I'd like to hear from Jennifer, what, what are some ways if somebody comes to us, and obviously it's listening and tuning in with spirit, and is there any additional things that would be helpful to know if we dealt with someone that was deep in trauma or had experienced, was experiencing a deep amount of grief or was a sexual assault survivor or um, whatever it was or, or had a lot of trauma in childhood like you were talking about, Dina. Um, or, you know, who was on the verge of committing suicide. You know, all of those pieces to just have a, is there something that would be helpful for all of us to know? Like those kind of topics. Yeah, and um, one of my last clients before, like I took my break, was somebody who was who had been fighting the urge to commit suicide and was going through some really difficult things. I did not know that when they scheduled their appointment with me. Um, and some things that were going on for that person, they actually thought I, I had said something that I didn't, you know, it came out, it, they heard it differently, they hung up on me. And I, and I was just like, oh. and I knew the person very well. So I immediately just gathered my wits about me and texted this person, you know, and I'm like, please call me so I can apologize to you because I knew the person had said as they were hanging up, you sound just like them, you know, like the people that he was having an issue with. So luckily he called me back and he did say, um, he said, you know, I know you only care about me and want the best. You're not like those people. So then I could kind of see that it was for him a chance to work something out in his mind, maybe about some paranoia he was dealing with and he had a comparative, but I was not prepared for it. And it was, I found it very shocking. And I remember um, texting Jennifer and having a conversation with her about it later and, and texting her immediately. You may, you know, you may want to make this better. I think, you know, I, <laughs> I, did, I, I just, I just didn't have enough on the ball then to know, but uh, in the meantime, I think, and she, as she told me later, you know, that in her mind, it was a spirit-led situation. You know, that happened exactly as it was to happen. But I was not prepared for it. <laughs> and I just remember being like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm not going to just thinking, what do I do now? Oh, no. Well, and the other thing is, 
when those conversations also reaching out to fellow counselors and saying, can I debrief with you? I would like to process a session I just gave. So we can do that for each other as well, which is really, really. No, come to think of it, because this has been back, this has been at least a year and a half ago. I think that I did debrief with Angela, as I recall. I think immediately reached out to her and said, I've got to talk about this. <laughs> Gain some perspective. Um, my first thought, though, was that I had failed Jennifer's program. <laughs> you know, I failed to, you know, how, how can anybody have somebody hang up on what kind of counselor is that? But then to come to see that um, it was a very stark example for this individual to see inside their, to have an opportunity to see inside their own mind at some misprocessing. And you know, my sense is too that they had an opportunity to see the way that you showed up in love, regardless of how they showed up. And that's what they were calling in that moment because I've had people react to sessions they've been in with me and I just, I just hold that space and and you were holding a loving space and that does matter that does get through to them more than anything else and um that's what's important so i can see how that worked out perfectly because that person had an opportunity to to actually say the words to you i realize you're not that person and that was your intention that was the way that you held space for them. So that was actually a success, even though, you know, it's funny because as counselors, I remember when I first started, I had expectations of what the session was supposed to look like for me to consider myself a good counselor. And now it's like I let all that go out the window when I'm talking to people because I never know how it's going to, like, it starts out at point A, and I have no idea by the end of our session together where they're going to be. I just know that it's going to be perfect if I just show up and I love them. Like, it's kind of like I plant a seed. I plant a seed of love with them. I hold that so that, that you know, they may get it when they're talking to me or they may get it when they're talking to 10 people later that have said the same thing to them. But I know if I say I love you, it may take them hearing it 20 different times from 20 different sources before they finally hear those three words. But I know that I planted that seed there too. So it, it does make a difference. Yeah, and, and it really um, makes me feel really good as I see this individual has really hung in there and is doing marvelously and um, and has overcome and deals with more than their share of, you know, it, and um, but in that, that would be a great conversation because I think what I've learned in watching that particular individual and then another one that's sort of coming up through the program that has some similar things is that there are people who we might say, well, they need to be medicated or they have this issue or that issue. But if they're brave enough 
and they have the courage to come into a spiritual thing like Course of Miracles and to say, no, I'm not doing medication, I'm not doing this, and I'm going to trust God to heal me. There's to know that what I have seen is, yes, it can work. It can work. I didn't know that, though. At that time, I didn't know that. I do know that now. So I have the confidence um, with this other individual who reaches out to me sometimes. And, you know, and I, I just hold that understanding now, and I can do it with, with real knowing that there is an alternative. There's an alternative to psychiatric treatment in the illusory world. But I did not know that when I started. Yeah. And that is a perfect note to end on tonight because it is 930. Um, but that would be a great, that right there is a great topic of conversation to have a whole community call around. Like, you know, so keep that idea in mind when I send out that email in the future. Okay. What are some topics? And really send your ideas in and, you know, we might have topics for a three-year cycle because we meet once a month and that's perfect. Like, let's have these topics and let's have these rich conversations that people can kind of go, oh, cool, let's talk about that. You know, that would be cool. But yeah, cause it, it feels funny, dicey. It feels dicey is there whatever the word would be, a little volatile to the counselor as you're listening. But my experience has shown me that it's not out of the reach of Holy Spirit to work with them, even if they have that kind of an issue. Yeah. Would you like to bring us out, Dina? Sure. Glad to. Steve, did you have anything you want to add before we play out? No, I'm good. Thank you very much. Taking that breath of peace of knowingness, of gratitude for how far we've come in our journey and how far, not how far we have to go, but what we're going to learn, the marvelousness and the, the insights and the remembrance of what we, the remembrance of love that, we, that has yet to come and how exciting that is and how I'm looking so forward to that and sharing that as a counselor as I come back in and to uh, have these topics, these very interesting, confirming conversations that help me to understand why I even came into the counseling program to begin with, and that this was a way to confirm for me the power of what we do, the power of Holy Spirit, and our, our being the conductors, if you will, of that energy and that healing as we're in our human bodies and our human state. So I'm grateful that you all helped me remember that this evening. And we share the benefits with everyone. And so it is. Amen. Um, Thank you, guys. I thank you. Dina, it's <laughs> late. So happy you're back. Yeah. The rebirth. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night, Steve. Good night. All right.